What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch. Welcome back, folks. New season here, season four, T-double-B-L-C. We're back at it. What a week this week's going to be for us. I'm here with my co-host, Drew Luster. I'm Curtis Quinn. Drew, how's the week going, and what do we got upcoming? We got a ju- uh, We have a juicy week. We've had a juicy couple weeks of content. I was raving earlier about how much I feel like we have to cover in such a short amount of time. So excited for the episode. I'm doing well. We're hanging in there. Some interesting days of the week this week. I don't know if you've heard, Curtis, but... Wednesday, uh, January 20th, 2021, which would end up being tomorrow when the folks end up listening, is the presidential inauguration ceremony for the 46th president of the United States of America, who will be Joe Biden. Yeah, if, AKA you, if you've been boy, sleepy Joe, if you've been sleep on him. sleeping under a rock, you may not know that that's going on tomorrow. So that's, I mean, quite possibly the biggest national day of the week that we've had thus far on the pod i know we're both super eager for that um a couple ones to sort of sprinkle underneath that um if the first didn't strike your fancy national butter crunch day not really sure what a butter crunch is maybe some sort of candy like a like a butter finger possibly that's what i'm thinking uh national cheese lovers day i'm a massive fan of cheese even though it absolutely just destroys me puts me in an absolute just turmoil of physical distress. Yeah, as you a, civil, a civil war in your bowels. With, a civil war within my own bowels, yes, against myself, essentially. Yeah. And lastly, National Disc Jockey Day. Go out and pat all your, your local disc jockeys on the back and show them your appreciation. Um, disc and jockey, that, that being like the guys who spin the records, right? Yeah, I think I think that's probably what that is. Okay. Those so there are... you have it. Some little ones, a big one. Yeah. And we're here throughout. Excited to be here and excited to dive into things. Very diverse. That's how we like to keep it on this podcast. Um, Most certainly. Let's hop right into love and hates of the week. I got my first love right off the bat. All right. The now number one song on Billboard, which is Driver's License. Have you heard that one? So I It's actually, a good song. I heard it on TikTok. I was like, I wonder what that song is. Listen to it. I was like, that's a really good song. I feel like I have probably heard it, but I like you say the name and I couldn't sing lyrics or tell you how it goes. I got verbally berated yesterday by Aaliyah because I not berated, I'm just I'm being dramatic, but um I had said, Oh, I don't know that song, blah 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 blah. And she basically said, "What? Like again? Are you living under a rock? This is the number one song in the country. It's all over TikTok, all over social media." Yeah, I no drew until about two days ago. I had not heard it, so I wasn't far off. So if you haven't heard it, like me, definitely give it a give it a play, and that's certainly what I'll be doing at the end of this episode. I'll tell you that. You know what kept popping into my mind with that too is. Uh, the artist's name is Olivia something, but I always just think Olivia's Garden the whole time. Oh, that's, God. That's all I'm I thinking. I love it. I haven't been there in a minute. I could really use some of Olivia's Garden yeah. right now. What's your love? 
My love is a little bit specific, but I think there's a solid foundation of folks out there who may um, feel the same way as I do at one point or another. So it's the Gaybrook Garage in Essex, Mass. Uh, right, it's right next to um, my apartment. I was two months late on my inspection sticker. Keep in mind, the Tacoma is 17, give or take a couple weeks, years old. It had a small exhaust leak. You know, the tire was flat twice in two weeks, two weeks ago. So I'm like, I'm like, there's not a friggin' chance in the world that we get by <laughs> with a new sticker. Like, yeah. And he passed me, he gave me the new sticker and you should have seen me. I was freaking out, Kurt. The kid had me in the torture chamber across the garage. I'm looking through the window and you know how the, obviously the rejected stickers are like bright red with the, the red R. Yeah. Well, the January stickers are orange and I was looking through the window and I'm like, Oh my God, he's putting it on. Like, Cause it's sort of the same color and it was, you know, reflecting off the, the sun. He drives it over. He passed me. Long story short, I guess I had like a small exhaust leak. He's like, yep, there's probably really no way that I should pass you, but I'm going to anyways. And I'm like, nice. thank you. Like, that's the type of thing that I love is when I don't know this guy. He doesn't owe me jack shit and nothing. And he passes me anyways. Saturday morning, little favor, explains what the problem is. So that's my level of the week is Gabriel Garage in Essex. Go there for any of your automotive needs because they certainly helped me out to go off that point. Um, Florida does not require an inspection sticker. So I think my car has really? been expired since 2019. Now that is a fun fact, like yeah. at all. They don't, there's nothing like there's nothing that would is similar. There's just, they just let it ride. It's so I think it's originally when you get your car or say you buy a used car, you get it inspected once for an emissions test. That's it for the rest of your life. Holy. I mean, does it really show? It shouldn't, it shouldn't shock me. It, it really here's, shouldn't. Here's my question. I don't know if I fall under that technically. So I guess I could be, you know, like imprisoning myself in this, in this case, because I still have a Massachusetts residency and, license and uh the car is registered mass so i don't know if i'm supposed to be keeping up with that but like i can't i also can't get it inspected down here because the inspection wouldn't count in massachusetts you could go either way i think i think you're on the right track with you're probably i'm just letting it slide you're probably letting it slide but for for good reason like it's not i I think i'm gonna scrape the sticker off at this point honestly yeah get a raise just scrape that thing right off who cares yeah that that would I base I think that would solidify your citizenship in Florida if you scrape that off. That would basically, you know, that would put things in concrete for you. So yeah, well, what give us your uh, hate of the week? I gotta actually mull one over here. Yeah, so my hate of the week is I don't even know if it's a hate, but it's a hate to make just because of the stupidity of the act. It's uh, you probably saw this today. I think I sent it in our group, but the University of Tennessee football team. <laughs> You see what they were doing with recruits? No. They were just handing out bags of cash in McDonald's, just McDonald's like to-go bags for recruits. Oh, wow. Like pretending that it was obviously food or something. Yeah. And they eventually got caught. And I'm just thinking to myself, there has to be a better way. I, it's, I know it's happening everywhere. That's not the issue. My issue isn't that it's happening. It's the, the, the logistics behind the plan. Like 
come on, come up with something a little bit more strategic. There's got to be some some strong-willed, smart people within that organization who can come up with something better than putting a couple bands in a cardboard McDonald's bag and handing it to a recruit, you know? I just, I don't know. Come on, come on, try harder, do something. Yeah, that makes sense. There's plenty of teams out there, I can tell you, who aren't getting caught, who are doing things in a more strategic and efficient manner. So but get on board, Tennessee. That's so out in the open that it's almost genius, right? Because you'd never expect there to be just cash in that McDonald's bag. That that might be a better way to look at it. Like they're almost trying to outsmart the system a little bit and yeah. say, like, there's no way you would even think. Why would you check a McDonald's bag for cash? Yeah. Like, I wonder if they're rolling up bands of like a hundreds into like a McNugget box. Like, I want to know exactly yeah. what went into it. Or they just literally have rubber bands of cash. Just if they're not rolling it up bag. in the the like McNugget box or in like a little burger wrap, yeah, like the little they're doing yeah, it wrong. Like wrapping, then yeah. you're doing it wrong because you could easily get away with it if you're doing that. I would agree. So Tennessee football, be better, be smarter. They're my hate of the week. All right, um, my hate of the week. I'll just go with the distrust of state local and federal governments like on the regular now for some reason i think people think that the thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people working for some type of government are just for some reason trying to screw them over like the entire day and they don't realize i think that most of these people first of all don't get paid that much and second of all do it as a nine to five job and hate their job just like, you know, 80 to 90% of the country does. So my hate of the week going to be going to what seems like a lot of people now thinking they're smarter than everybody, but also thinking that other people are out to get them specifically. Yeah, and I think that's, at least from my perspective, you, I mean, I won't speak for you or anybody else, but I think that's more common now more than ever over the past handful of years um but i definitely agree i think especially with the emergence of social media too you see a lot more of how people say that they're feeling uh in times like those so i would agree it's definitely a little bit overkill and a little bit annoying i think we could compare it to like you know you went to the mechanic this week would you go to like you know, the florist to go fix your car. It's like, no. So why are we listening to this person on whether it's geopolitics, whether it's foreign policy, whether it's upper level thinking strategy, and we're going to somebody who's not in that field whatsoever. It just, yeah. it comes down to stick to your lane, people. Stick to it. Stay, stay in your lane, and it's just what it comes down to, really, I guess. Yeah. All right, enough with that. Let's get on to the stonks because we got absolutely killed on Friday. Friday, we always say on Friday, the stocks usually go up, I think is what I now have to change the slogan to, not Mm -hmm. always. You just might. You just might. I I was down about 6% in one day, which is astronomical. Yeah, it's funny because last week I had referred to the week before and in, in just the growth that we have seen. Yep. And now it's like, 
Jesus Christ, another week goes by. And I mean, let's see, in the past week, yeah, I'm down just under 4%. And it's like, I, I was at an all time high a week ago today on the pod. And since then, it has been a miserable and far fall from grace where I am just right back down to earth. But at the same time, Friday was a good day to buy. Today, still low again. So I'm hoping yeah. for a strong rebound here shortly because we have some ground to make up on my end, especially. Yeah. And I always, I think I look at it now um, as we had a little, you know, the tide, the tide came in a bit or the tide, the tide went out a bit. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. I like that. The tide went out a bit. And now we're just waiting for it to come back in. I'm already in the green, so anything's positive. Now we're just being patient. We're holding, and we're gonna we're gonna let it ride still. But I have to ask you, and actually, we also mentioned the Jack Ma news before Barstool call, caught on to it. KFC, the One Minute Man, today he was I think today or yesterday was is this asking week, questions where Jack Ma is. Mr. We've Clancy, been asking question for two damn weeks. we've been asking these Three questions weeks. as uh, Alibaba stonk owners, and yeah. I willingly got out. Uh, did you end up getting out? Yeah, completely. Yeah. You're out as well, so they still haven't found him, apparently. No, but I, th- I thought it was funny how KFC was saying that um, upper officials are just, or people close to him are saying, oh, he's just lay- <laughs> he's just laying low. Like he's just trying to, t- you know, take off yeah. some steam and, and get out from under the gun, and it's like, it's don't we're going on a month now with zero report of anything other than the fact that he's just completely fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. So to a guy who's on a TV I show, I didn't know he had his own TV. Yeah, show. and if you're like the Mark Cuban slash Jeff Bezos, I mean, and you're gone, and you just disappear off the face of the earth for a month, like that's that to me, I can't see that happening. I can't see that yeah. being good and, for Baba. Not good for Baba at all. The other news coming out today that I saw, Joe Biden, president tomorrow, has a Peloton, will be bringing it to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Your thoughts as a stockholder? Oh, my gosh, please. I want, like, literally 24-hour footage of the Peloton and him and his family using it because we're struggling right now. I mean, we, we were on the up and up with Peloton. It's been... I'll put it this way. It's been a roller coaster ride since purchasing Peloton stocks. And I would like nothing more than more commercials, more exposure, get Sleepy Joe on that bike, get those legs churning and burning, and let's get this stock price churning and burning at the same time. Up, up, up. That would be, imagine, yeah, like a, a zoo cam almost of just Joe wheeling yeah, away on that thing. Exactly. Like a. And, He's got he's got those ladies yelling at him in the spin class. That would yeah, be something. Yeah, yeah, I want it. That's what I need to see. Other than that, I have no other stonk news. It was just not a not a good past couple of trading days for me. Uh, so we're trying to build back up to that all time high. Yeah, we are, and I think it's probably good that we're able to shorten up the stonk tonk because I know the table has been set for a few days now oh, in regards boy. to. <laughs> the past NFL week and weeks to come. We typically go long in these. Let's short it... recap the past week because we're going to spend a while on the, the future. I will 
will keep it as short and as sweet as I can, and I can kick us off into the sports talk in the NFL world. Okay. The Packers are a wagon. I I hate to see the Rams go, but I think too many injuries. Jared Goff, I don't think, was 100%. Aaron Donald couldn't stay on the field. And in Green Bay, like, it is what it is. It sort of was, was expected. Um, well, I'm going to run through all mine, and then you run. Like, how do you want to kind of chop I have up? nothing to add to that game other than Green Bay looked good and the Rams were underwhelming. Yeah, I would totally agree. That I was the most boring game of the week. Yeah, I would argue that Bills Ravens was was up there. That game was pretty bad. Ravens looked like I'll put it plainly like dog shit. 3 points is completely unacceptable. You scratch and clawed your way to the playoffs and you show up in Orchard Park and you put out that type of performance terrible i know we talked about it in the group chat lamar jackson is a fraud if he's not up 14 to 17 points the offense is completely screwed want to hear your thoughts on that game because yeah. you picked the ravens no no i picked the oh, that, bills that was the week before i apologize we both went two and two this week i picked the ravens the week prior when they won and did, i but i know their i know their stipulations and going up against buffalo I thought the defenses were the exact same caliber on both sides, and I yeah. thought that it would come down to mistakes slash the offenses being able to produce just a little, which Buffalo's ended up doing more. Uh, but that that pick six that went 102 yards, once that happened, oh, yeah. it was night-night lights out. Yeah, and funny story about that. That's the kid, I don't know if you remember, a couple years ago from the Combine, who was doing the drill where you run across the field and you got balls coming at you from both sides mm-hmm. in the in the little sort of pitching machine things, and you got to just turn, catch, turn, catch. Do you know that, the drill I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, that's the he's the kid who got hit right in the face on one of those drills, and it was like all over Twitter. It was absolutely brutal clip. And it just goes to show, hey, look at him now. Redemption. 100-plus yard touchdown. In the divisional round. To, yeah, to win the game, so. That's really it for that game. I don't know if yep. you wanna, if you wanna set the table for Chiefs Browns at all. If you had anything from that game, I think we were getting exactly what we thought we were gonna get in Chiefs Browns until the Mahomes injury, because the spread was actually ten, and it was looking like the Chiefs were gonna cover. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes goes down with a very odd injury, uh, which ended yeah. up being like. They're saying a pinch nerve, which I didn't know that could make you do that. I'm not I'm not a doctor, so I'm not gonna question that one to to hold up to our word on the pod here. But I will say it'll be interesting if he goes this week, I think you gotta almost like K C again, of course. But if he doesn't go, then it's like bet the house on Buffalo. 100% agree. Um, but so I will was, say, uh, in that game, Baker looked good. He did look good. I don't think the Chiefs' defense is phenomenal. I think they can make plays, but I don't think they're going to consistently keep you out of the end zone. Yeah, I agree with you on next week. I don't know if it's a matter of them trying to not say the C word. Like, we are not going to say the C word under any circumstances. It didn't really look like a concussion the way they slowed it down. It looked like sort of a headlock like choke slam so i get yeah. what they're saying pinch nerve 
Whiplash. I hope he can yeah. go. Obviously, I hope he can go because him on the field makes for a better product overall. I will say I wanted the Browns to win that game going into the game, and when he got hurt, I kind of started pulling for the Chiefs again to hold on because I just didn't want to see... Like Chad Henney blow the game for them, basically? Yeah, that's what it felt like. It almost felt like they shifted to the underdogs, which is odd because they were up, but I was like, I don't want Cleveland to win like that, I don't think. And how Chad Henney... We have to call it Chad Henney. He made two incredible plays. I think it was third and... 16 or 15 where he rushed for like 18 yards slid for the first down i believe and then the and then the game clincher where he rolled out and threw that pass to pick up the first down so they weren't afraid to use him he made some plays and bravo to him for allowing them to cross the finish line the the nuts it it took for andy Reid to go for that on fourth and one i loved the play call too. act like oh we're not gonna snap it like everybody was like practically standing up and then just the real quick snap and so easy to get the ball over catch to Tyreek and, there. Catch and shoot, yeah. But, hey, if you don't get that, like, say he throws it in the dirt there or something, and this isn't to take away from how good a call it was because it was wide open, and I don't – if you're a backup quarterback, you can make that throw. But the the Browns are now on, like, year 45 already with a minute 20-something left. And if that they was score, it. That they was win. the game. Yeah. So it was a great call. I also have to point out – uh, the Browns coach got exposed for time management towards the end of the game. He took that. He took the timeout, which I, I said to myself, you know what? If you take that timeout, that's fine. But you have to be committed to this is your final drive that you have to go down and score. Yeah, I and, agree. And then he ended up punting after that. So I'm like, it's either you cannot take that timeout. You have to save that timeout. And then it's fourth thinking and... that you might get another drive. Exactly. Then it's fourth and eight, and then you can punt it. But with one timeout that you just wasted there on like the first down play, yeah. you cannot you cannot punt there. So he got yeah. exposed there, and then their defense got exposed on third and fourteen with Chad Henney, and to let him I mean, go thirteen miserable. and a half is disgusting. It's unacceptable. It's truly unacceptable. I think that's the story of the game. Obviously, yeah. And bravo to Chad Henney for getting them through. Um, and then there's the game we all just want to talk about, Buck Saints. I mean, we could talk about it for four and a half hours. Hell of a game. It was unfortunate to watch my Saints fall. I uh, They were my pick for a lot of the season in the NFC. Yeah. But for some reason, I, I didn't watch a ton of New Orleans football. Maybe I was just naive and trying to ignore the fact that Breeze was aging. But since he had come back from that injury – uh, I know Michael Thomas was battling a couple different injuries. He got knee surgery or something. And Breeze, as I texted in the group chat, looked like he was floating him up there like Manning. It, it was yeah. just – it was brutal to watch from that perspective. And um, I think that was the deciding factor. There was really no zip on the ball, and it didn't really look like he could push the ball down the field as I as I probably assumed he could have. Yeah. Uh, I told you I picked Tampa. I like Tampa in that game. I was worried about Sean Payton out coaching Bruce Arians, which he basically did on that Jameis Winston play. And now I'm going to allot you a certain amount of time to talk about Jameis Winston. So number one, I want to say how not relieved I was, but I mean, you jokingly said it yourself, like, oh, I might actually – you know, switch up my pick because Sean Payton won of the ability to force feed us Taysom Hill down his throat, down yeah. our throats on like third and short and fourth and short. So that was a breath of fresh air to not see him in. And then I know I jokingly, you know, 
hype up Jameis friggin' three times a week. But, I mean, hell of a throw and just happy for the guy to get his shot in that, in that, on that moment to chuck that absolute bomb down the, it was incredible. I get that it was a trick play, but true. He I, was, there was not a guy within 20 yards. I, Hey, I ain't saying there was, all I'm saying is absolute missile of a throw, perfect execution on the trick play. And I don't know if you saw at the end of the game, Drew Brees, I can read lips, Kurt. And he was saying, this is your team now smacking him on the ass saying, okay, these are your guys. This is your team. And if I have to watch 16, 17 weeks of football next year with Taysom Hill playing quarterback for the Saints, I am not – I will disband myself as a fan of the NFL. I don't know what I'll do. So I'm hoping it's Jameis. That would be electric. I would have to buy a jersey at the very least, not fly there and watch a game live. But, I, yeah, I mean, in short, hell of execution, hell of a throw. Happy to see my guy get his moment. So I'll leave I, it at that. I, I have to follow up question here. Yeah. Uh, were you disappointed when Kenzie rubbed Jameis's name in the dirt after being a ride or die in the group conversation uh, against Tom Brady? And then, you know, he kind of came back and, and pee pee whacked you there with, you know, why was Tampa so dog shit before <laughs> this season? No, I don't. I don't because it's, it's a hundred percent true. The biggest and really the only, thing that changed was the the quarterback position yeah. and the play and the the person playing it so I, I i respect it it's pretty good analysis i don't know how else you want to now analyze the team when that's the biggest thing that changed so i'm all for it um and hell of a job from the bucks the bucks defense was what i've been talking about all year inconsistent inconsistent what, what are you going to get and their defense showed up Mike. and i don't know if it was just you know injuries and lack of i mean jared cook played maybe the worst game a tight end could ever play mm-hmm. across the board there were things that went wrong for the saints but the bucks capitalized and held them to 20 points I don't, at home i don't know what else you can ask for if you're the box my big yeah. takeaways from that game number 45 devin white on tampa is an absolute beast that guy yeah he's a sicko and he i, I was telling everybody he, he was so smart during that game too he had a couple lined up hits on the sideline that he actually pulled back from on like Kamara. And I think one was on possibly breeze or something. And I was like, see, that's a guy who actually wants to win the game. He's not going to get a stupid 15 yard penalty that, you know, progresses the saints to actually move the ball because at that point they weren't. And then also 23 on Tampa. I don't know if he's a cornerback or like a safety or something in coverage, yeah. but he had a uh, fantastic game and yeah. they got, the defense won him the game by far. I mean, they won the turnover battle for nothing and the offense was just there to capitalize and they capitalized on every single turnover that they got into Saints territory. Uh, Tom, not a, not a great game by statistical standpoint, but that Saints defense is very good. And I think having two touchdowns, throwing one rushing, being the sneak and then yep. 200 yards with no turnovers that's how you can win games still. Yeah, exactly. If your defense plays as well as they did, you just have to protect the football, manage the game, and that's seemingly what happened. So let's uh, yeah. let's move on into next week, and let's just we'll go right into a little Bucks Packers right here. I want to throw out there that this is going to be a totally different game. I think uh, yeah. in terms of 
defense being played because I think the Packers D still is not good. And I think the Bucks, you know, they're Dr. Jekyll and Hyde and they can kind of show up one week and then the next week let up a billion. Mm-hmm. So the spread's three and a half Green Bay favored. I heard it's going to snow. I heard it's going to snow as well. Which not, I don't, as a Bucks fan right now, riding with Tom, I don't like hearing that. Not because of Tom. I don't like hearing it because the rest of the team probably hates cold weather. Yeah. Do you, you think Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and them want to go out and run, run all these routes and get AB should be able to handle it. Right. Mike Evans. Yeah. I think Mike Evans is gritty, but Chris, Chris Godwin can't even catch. He can't catch a ball right now in, in normal conditions in the Superdome uh, conditions. Yeah. He didn't build for that. So spreads three and a half favoring green Bay. You know, I'm picking green Bay. I think at home in the snow, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and AJ Dillon, even AJ Dillon's almost like a mini Derrick Henry. He is a thick boy. I don't know who on that Tampa defense is going to want to try to tackle AJ Dillon White. in the second half. Devin White. <laughs> I am going to key on him every play in the second half and see if he wears down in that in that ton- frozen tundra. I'm going Green Bay, not because I'm a hater, because I trust Green Bay's offense. I think Rodgers is on fire. I think Allen. Is it Allen or Aaron? Allen Lazard, I think, is starting to emerge back from his injury. You've still got Devontae. you got Tanyan. you got the three-headed horseman in the backfield. So I'm going Green Bay. I will ride with the Bucks here out of pure, you know, emotion and my connection with Tom Brady. I, I trust him to carry me over Aaron Rodgers and the hate that I have for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> And I'm getting three and a half points, which I think is nice because I do think it's going to be a very close game. I think it's going to be probably won by a field goal on the last possession of the game, if I'm being honest. Uh, Okay. So I will take the Bucks at plus three and a half. One thing to note, I think, yes, the the running back uh, three-headed horseman for Green Bay is nice. I also think it takes away from Aaron Jones' touches, which is a detriment to that Green Bay Packers team because when they lost this year— they didn't give get the ball to Aaron Jones enough. Uh, so I think that could maybe backfire on them a little. It looked good this week, yes, Yeah. but we'll see. For the sake of our viewership, I hope it is an absolute blizzard. That would be the most electric matchup of all time. The Bucks going into Lambeau for an NFC title possibility yeah. in the snow. I don't know what else we could possibly ask for. As could, fans of the game. Now, think of it this way. Brady had to go through the wild card for the first time in a long time. He beats Breeze away in a divisional playoff round. Yep. Imagine if he went to Green Bay while it's snowing with the Florida team, Drew, and yeah. somehow pulled that off to then get a home game for the Super Bowl. I mean, that would be... To, to have to go on you, the road in a wild card game, I don't care who it's against, and and beat that that team twice, like, like you said. Well, yeah, like two yeah. Hall of Fame quarterbacks in their own stadiums, and yeah. then talking about like Lambo when it's snowing. Yeah, and then the chance again, like you said, to host a home Super Bowl game 
there's not much more in terms of like implications that you could get on your side over yeah. a victory. You know what I mean? It's pretty much that's it. Like I can't think of anything else. There would not be a greater possible. run, I don't think. I- exactly. Yeah. So that would that's what I'm like that's what I'm rooting for. And I think either way you look at it on the buck side that you're rooting for is a good storyline cuz either you get the Bills who were his arch nemesis in the AFC East a chance to bury them yeah. after a or historic you, run or you get on. Mahomes or who's the young buck. You got Mahomes again who is an absolute stud and you get to host the Chiefs who have been a powerhouse for the last few years and try to dethrone them. So Either way you look at it, it's going to be a hell of a couple of weeks, and I'm excited to watch. I will say for this matchup, I am willing to bet that Green Bay did not want to see Tampa again over the Saints uh, versus how they played both of them because Tampa yeah. put an absolute smackdown on them. I don't know what week it was. Um, but I, was I think middle of the season around. But I know exactly the game you're talking about. Where yeah, 38 to Packers, 10. It was, it was in Tampa. It wasn't. It was in Tampa, though. Yeah, I believe the Packers went up ten nothing early, and then it was just an absolute meltdown. I think Rodgers threw a pick or something. There was a turnover on the next possession, and then they never looked back. It was just an absolute blowout. So, yeah. it'll be an interesting game. We shall see. Uh, now let's talk a little Bills Chiefs here. Uh, the Buffalo Bills going into KC, and the spread is three. So Casey favored by three points. Your thoughts? I don't know. It's I picked Kansas City all year. I can't not pick them. Assuming Mahomes plays, which I believe he will. Yep. But all of the, you know, pro football talk and ESPN NFL analysts have been saying for the last month, if there's one team who can beat the Chiefs in the NFL, it's the Bills. So I don't honestly know what to think. I, it's tough. I'm going Chiefs, but I think it'll. I hope it'll be a good game. I hope the Bills show up and they play like unfazed and they just play at a hundred miles an hour and just lay it all out there because that would be a hell of a game and a hell of a story for Josh Allen and that team. So I'm gonna go Chiefs because I picked them all year. I'm gonna stick with them if Mahomes is playing. Again, I think he will, and that's that. I'm torn. I, I have no feel for this game. It's tough. It's tough to get a grasp on. It really is. Because you can see, you know, you can see Casey just kind of rolling over him possibly at home if Mahomes plays good. Yeah. But then you also look at the Bills defense played great last week. It's a totally different offense, though, is the only thing I'm thinking because obviously Baltimore being run heavy, they were able to just stop the run and really didn't have to worry about the yeah. pass, so I couldn't get a grasp on their secondary. And it hasn't been that astonishing all year. They've let up some points. So maybe a shootout. I'm going to ride with the Bills. I'm going to take the points. <laughs> Holy shit. So we are dead dude. opposite this week. All right, we're, we're dead opposite. This is a huge week. This is a deciding week yeah. for us then. We this are, is everything. We are both... Six and four total with our picks so far in the playoffs this wow. year, and this could change everything. Everything. <laughs> wow. All right. I like that. Off the board a little bit. Now it's going to be some good football, nonetheless. Let's dig into a little here. You know, your somewhat 
deposition towards Tom Brady these days. It's come yep. up in the group text. Yep. Uh, you seem to get riled up from, from tweets from other Tom Brady fans. All of them. And I just don't understand it being that Tom Brady gave us 20 years of service up in New England with six titles. And I wouldn't say you like to point, you know, he chose to leave and all this stuff, but you're not factoring in all the other decision points that made him go. Because if you looked at that offense this year, I think it'd be pretty easy to say, yeah, this is probably why this wide receiving core wasn't too uh, enticing to, you know, take less money and stay. I would have loved to see him stay, retire at home like everybody wanted to, but I understand the decision to move on, and now I have to root for him to make the greatest playoff run in history. That's the end of my soliloquy. Let's hear yours. So number one, I just I find it very hard to root for both the Patriots, stand pat with the Patriots, be loyal to the Patriots, but also root for Brady. I completely agree with you i'm not going to disagree with the fact that i definitely understand where you're coming from and where he's coming from in terms of the decision he made i get that i mean this offense was roster wise probably the worst in the nfl i don't i don't think there's any really way to argue that just horrid all the way all the way around um so i don't i'm not like completely shocked or dumbfounded as to why he made the decision he did but on the flip side, I'm still – I can't totally wrap my head around just saying like, okay, because it's not like he, he, no one had a gun to his head. He did leave, and he did choose to sign with Tampa. And I just can't wrap my head around just being like, okay, like I'm over it. I'm just going to root for him like he's just my <laughs> my, my boy again because he's, he's not. It's like – See, I, I, I find him. He's I still my can't. boy. I can't let him go, Drew. And I've said the same thing to Josh Wilson too. Like you just gotta, you gotta give, you gotta give him his respect, and you know, but also show yourself some a little bit respect and just let go and let yourself, you know, give. He wanted some room, he wanted some time, and you need to give him that. That's how I feel. And on the flip side, where I get all riled up and you know go on my rant, it's like he is. I appreciate everything you did for. Yeah, I'd 100%. like to ask why. But let me finish. Let me finish. Hold on, I want to interject here and say you were you were a Saints fan last week, which I can see because you like the Saints pretty much all year. I have, but now you're switching into a Green Bay Packers fan for the week, which yep. seems a little, suspect. I don't know, fraudulent? suspect but fraud definitely fraudulent. Uh, what else you got for me? Any other? Any other? Distasteful. Adjectives? Distasteful. Call it what you want, Kurt. Like I said, like I was trying to finish by saying he's dead to me and that he chose to leave. I, I am only going to worry about my team and my roster at, in, in, within Patriot But place. you're not. You're, you're actively that, rooting. You're actively rooting for the Green Bay Packers. This was stated. I'm not fanboying Rodgers like you have Brady all year. I'm not doing that. I'm just – I'm essentially – I'm half trolling, half also rooting for the Bucks organization and – Gronk, Brady, etc., and Antonio Brown, especially to crash and burn into the ground at Limbo Field. I would, I would take nothing would give me more pleasure than watching the Packers beat the beat the brakes off the off the the Chiefs, the Bucks, like forty five nothing. That's what I don't get is what is your 
You're because Packers I don't like. Fan. I don't care about Brady. I don't care about Gronk. I don't care about the. Bucks. So why would you care about the Packers though? Because it it would be the same no, thing, right? It would no, be... no, no. Because I just said. Because like I just said, I want to watch the Bucks fail actively rooting for them. So that fail. would mean you do care. Like in inversely, that would mean you actually do care because you're wishing so, harm upon them. I, I guess it's probably sixty, forty, seventy, thirty, and that I don't want them. I I don't care about them. But at the end of the day, if I had a choice, if if God came down and was like, hey, what do you think about this game? Three-point game, who do you want? I'm taking the Packers because I just – screw them. Screw Brady, screw Gronk. Gronk holds his pocket, takes a year off like they're in prison and rides him all the way to Lambeau. That's, that's just – that's distasteful to me. And Antonio Brown's a scumbag. Bruce Arians is an absolute moron. So screw him. Screw him. Go right. Packers, go Chiefs, go Bills. I'm done with Brady. He's dead to me. The whole team is. I hope they crash and burn. I'll say it. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to come out and say that stuff because I, think... I know I'm not the only one either. No, I'm... I know all the Brady lovers are just rising up to the NFC Championship. I know there's more people who sh- who are on my side who are just staying quiet. I know there is. I can sense it. I don't know about that. I would just put you up for the th- the now three time fraud of the week after this I mean, because fraud of the year. you just said. I don't care about them, nothing, blah, blah, blah. And then by the end of your, your soliloquy, you said, give me the Packers, give me the Chiefs, or give me Buffalo. <laughs> and I hope they crash and burn. So I rest, I, hey, I rest my case. Okay, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We won't, we won't saturate things. We'll leave it at that. I have, rooting, actively rooting against I them. have one more question for you, though. Go ahead. Uh, what will it take? For and I think this is a, a couple prong question now because we see Josh McDaniels is possibly leaving New England. Did you see that yeah. today? Uh, yeah, I think he's probably gone. Getting another head coaching job, and we've seen multiple OCs come through the Patriots organization and then not cut it as head coaches, right? Yeah, D- in or coordinators jo- either way, like Patricia. But correct. But Josh McDaniels also now having another quarterback besides Tom Brady and having what I would deem one of the worst offensive years in 50 years for the Patriots. It felt like I, I go ahead. I'll let you finish, but then I'll, and Bill Belichick with a less than stellar under 500 record without Tom Brady at the helm. So now I'm asking the question at what point or how long would it take you to be like, maybe Brady was the glue that held it all together. So I want to start by saying one thing. I think you got to give Josh McDaniels more credit because this team shouldn't have won three games. Like the roster that they put out in the field was absolutely embarrassingly despicable all year. I agree, what, but that like, also comes down to him that, and that's Bill. Belichick. I think that's more Bill. But okay. in terms of actual, like how much they were able to get out of guys like Cam, Sony down the stretch, Jacoby Myers, Nick Hill looks like a lost cause, but even like. I feel like they got as much as they really could Kurt, out of that offense just be, just based on the yeah how the roster was put together. So I, I will give McDaniel some credit, but I, I I do agree with you that in that I think you got to give Brady more credit. I still think like honestly, I solemnly believe if Brady was the quarterback of this team and everything else stayed where it was, I think you're seeing another wild card exit. Like they they got worse on defense due to opt-outs and offensively they stayed the same absolutely so I think- no I, I i totally agree with that and in no way am i saying that they 
So would have went far. I'm saying that he is that much of a upgrade, and maybe now we're seeing, you know, is it really all this coaching that's getting them this far? Blah blah blah. It's like yes, it's getting them to the point where they should win maybe two more games than they normally do, but then there's another two or three wins on top of that from a a good yeah. quarterback play. And I think uh, I'm hopeful that you see in the next handful of years a more consistent showing out of that offense as they continue to develop, and hopefully they get a quarterback who can actually push the ball down the field. I think they need wide receivers. The wide receivers are atrocious. I mean, they need pretty much everything, but it starts at quarterback. I think you need someone who's – I mean, the past, all year I feel like McDaniels and company were just petrified to try to push the ball down the field knowing that Cam's physically incapable. Um, but I would agree with you. I think, again, I probably – I said 50 50. I'll probably go 60 40, but I still think they're a wild card exit, which they they could have been this year if you beat the Broncos and 49ers, which were two, or even the Bills, one of those games, 50 50 games. So I think adding Brady to this roster and removing Cam gets you two, maybe three wins. And those are the close games where you flip a coin and you lost, when I think you probably put up. I would hope 10, 13, 14 points more and you win those games. So yeah. I think it makes an impact, not to an extent where they're going to the Super Bowl because this roster is an absolute disaster. But I'll agree with you that um, obviously Brady makes the team better and obviously. What will it take? Will it take a couple more bad like, years? Like for me to just completely say it was all Brady? No, 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 no. But like there was, it's more, it's a 60-40 from like Brady to Bill. I'm close to that now. I think if, if I see Matthew Stafford come in next year and they go to the playoffs, I think otherwise, but I, I don't know. It's kind of a moving target for me right now. Okay. Well, with that, that'll wrap up some sports talk. Uh, the PGA tour was pretty mundane down in Hawaii again this week for the second week in a row. I don't even who won. They had a playoff. I'm not even sure. It was very boring. I didn't watch Wasn't it. it um, even I know that. Oh, Kevin Na. Kevin Na, because Billy hates him. I don't know why. Yeah. But Billy was not very pleased. I don't know why. But Kevin Na, one of the most hated guys on tour for a while. Uh, why is that? Like, I don't. It, I was, it was slow play at the beginning of his career. He would play much slower than the rest of the field, which – then in turn, if he goes out early, clogs up the rest of the guys. Yeah. And it, it's also not fun to play with somebody slow on tour, especially if they're playing, you know, mediocre golf. It kind of just kills that guy's rhythm that's playing with them. But now he's one of the fastest. He kind of totally changed his image. Uh, so he, he, he was like one of the disliked guys on tour. And now I feel like he's up there with like one of the most likable among tour members, which is... Good to see, I guess. He fixed yeah. it. Yeah. That's all you can ask for, right? Yeah. But let's head on to Drew's dad joke, and we'll wrap this thing up. Yeah, so last week, a historic week where you got the joke within, I would say, two two seconds, maybe less. Another good one this week. I, I don't know. I've definitely heard this one before. I don't know. I hope we haven't used it on the pod. But here goes nothing. Again, brought to you by Gloucester Gear. Why did the Scarecrow win an award? 
Huh. I don't. I got. I'll say. I'll say it one more time, and I'll give you half a minute to a minute. Why did the scarecrow win an award? Best scare? Like I don't know. It was a good effort. It was a good bid, because he was outstanding in his field. That's a good. I like that. I would have never got that. That one is way Tough too thing. complex for my yeah, brain. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Huh. I feel like my answer was really dumb now. No, I wouldn't say that. I mean, you had no clue. It's, that's why it's a guess. I guess so. I guess so. All right. We'll wrap it up with a quote here. We're actually coming in pretty low here today. We, we did the NFL. Very efficient today for us. Yeah. Succinct, as they'd say. I got to find the quote now. I was unprepared. Oh, man. This one coming in from an American ice hockey player, then turned coach, Herb Brooks, 1980, U.S. men's Olympic gold medalist coach. He said, we should be dreaming. We grew up as kids having dreams, but now we're too sophisticated as adults, as a nation. We stop dreaming. We should always have dreams. Beautiful. Beautifully said. I never know when you're going to come in with the, the input there at the end. It's beautifully said. It's short, it's sweet, it's simple, and it packs a punch. That's what I like out of a quote to really wrap things up. Yes. And as always, our guy, Pat from last year, playing us out. What's for lunch? T-double-B-L-C. Stay in your seat. What's for lunch today? Sazits. Brown bag, brown bag. The Brown Bag Lunch Group.